Hey, 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 this is Janet Dalglish and welcome to the Empress Zone. I help smart, rebellious women like you get the most juice and joy out of their lives because you deserve joyful success, not success that's been achieved through struggle, sacrifice and misery. So if that sounds like something you'd like more of, listen on. Today, I want to share my favorite um, productivity hack with you. And <laughs> this is going to sound like one of those things where either you have heard this before and you're going to roll your eyes and go, oh, I can't do it, it's too hard. Or you've never come across it before and your brain's going to go, what, she's crazy? What is this woman talking about? So <laughs> either way, if you're not already doing this, if you're already doing this, I know that you know how effective it is. So for everyone else who isn't already doing it, this is my invitation to you. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to invite you to do this productivity hack every day for a week before you make a judgment and see what happens. First of all, when I tell you what it is, I suspect that your brain might go into a little bit of catastrophizing of saying, I can't possibly do that. She has no idea what my life is like. This is idiotic. It's, it's impossible. And I want to tell you that aside from very few exceptions, you can do this. It just requires a shift in how you think about it um, and some decisions that you make. Uh, and those exceptions are quite rare. And, and generally, it's the, the exceptions are people with very small children in the house where this might be a bit trickier to organize. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much universal. Pretty much anybody can do it. Now, the second thing I want to say is that by doing it for a week, you will prove, uh, sorry, what I should have finished saying is by doing it for a week, you will prove to your brain that the world will not fall apart. This is not going to be the end of civilization as we know it. And your business is not going to collapse if you do this thing. The second thing I want to say is that I want you to notice that by the end of the week, I can pretty much guarantee that you will find that you you can tap into reserves of creativity and productivity that that bring something fresh and sparkly to the mix and that's always a good thing and at the end of the week if you're still not sure do another week you've got nothing to lose seriously nothing because you're actually going to enjoy this so here it is ready the productivity hack is resting <laughs> I knew you might have thought realized that was coming <laughs> but here it is it's it's reliable, um, dependable, deliberate, intentional, conscious resting. It's the kind of resting that your brain can rely on you to do. So this is not, oh, look, I've just noticed that I've got a spare 10 minutes before my next thing that I have to do. Um, I'm going to snatch five minutes to, to have a quick cup of tea or a quick glass of water and take a pee. We're not talking about that kind of resting because that's just basic maintenance level stuff. We're talking about actually building resting into your working day in a way that your brain knows it can rely upon because that is what part of what helps our brains to stay really creative and productive. Now, there are some people I know, I have colleagues who do this in masterful ways. They carve out hours, literally two, three hours in a day during the day just to nap or rest or whatever. And that's awesome. And 
for a large proportion of um, women who are working, whether it's working at ho- for yourself or working for someone else, that is not an automatic part of the part of the equation. I also the other caveat for this is that if you work for someone else and you have a very limited um, availability of rest, I want you to be really, really strict about taking it. Every single minute of it that you have an entitlement to, I need you to take that because if you're not doing that, you are doing yourself a disservice and it's not great for their business either. And, you know, that's that um, that that adds to our own stress when we know that all of that's happening. So here's the thing. Our brains have a limited capacity for decision making. And those of us who work, the our working days are taken up with decision after decision after decision after decision. Doesn't matter what you're doing. It might be you know, for me as a coach, when I'm working with a client, my brain, I'm not consciously doing it. This is not me <laughs> kind of saying, hmm, am I going to say this sentence next or am I going to say that sentence next? It's not like that. It's a much more unconscious thing. But there is still a decision making process that happens throughout a, a coach, you know, a client call um, because every single pathway in that conversation has a different potential. And my brain is doing the choosing based on all of its experience and what it thinks is going to be the best option at this time, etc., etc. But it also happens when we're writing copy. Am I going to use this word or that word? When we're editing, when we're, um, you know, choosing, um, framing a legal case, when we're dealing with a patient and working out what's the, what's the best treatment here, whether that's a long, slow process, a sort of a leisurely slow process, or the frantic pace of being in an emergency room. Um, it doesn't matter what it is that we're doing in our working lives. We're constantly making decisions. And our brains get a kind of decision fatigue that sets in after a certain amount. It's like any decision after that point is grindingly difficult. It's slow. It takes our brain forever to come up with it in terms of how brains work. Everything is really far, happens really fast in your brain. So you know, may not be conscious of it, but your brain knows that your brain is tired and, the, and it, it has an impact on our creativity. It certainly has an impact on our productivity and it impacts the quality of what we do, of what we, churn, of what we put out. I, <laughs> many, many years ago, my ex-husband was a lighting designer and... <laughs> Um, I can remember him um, being absolutely shocked that um, there were the tradition was you do a, you pull an all nighter if you're setting up the lighting design for a theatre show, that means working out you've worked out the design beforehand with the director and work based on the set design etc. But you've actually got to hang the lamps and work out what lamps you've got, hang them in the right place, put on the right coloured filters if you're using them etc. etc. and then you've got to plot it all out. You know, the, 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 the cues, the lighting that changes during the show. You've got to work it all out, make sure it actually functions the way you think it's going to. It's a long, tedious process. And the tradition was you just do it all night. You, you, go, you work 36 hours straight. And I remember once sitting in with him. He had a migraine, so I was actually operating the lighting board for him because I had a background in theatre as well. So I was operating the lighting board while he was out the front actually calling it rather than being on the board watching. And he, he um, and I, I watched his, uh, his ability to do the job get slower and slower and slower. He took ages to make every decision. 
he was just, he was so fatigued. And research shows that if you drive when you're very fatigued, it's the same as driving with an illegal blood alcohol content. So if you're working straight through your lunch break, if you're working all day long and not taking a proper break, um, you're, you're making your brain as fatigued as if you'd had a couple of glasses of wine, as if you'd pulled an all-nighter. Because And brains just don't function well that way. So here's the solution. Because I can hear you saying, oh, it's fine. Shut up, Janet. Just I can't rest. What are you talking about? So here's how I, I recommend you do it. Um, first of all, set a timer on your phone. Make a decision about what time you're going to rest. For preference, make it the busiest time of your day. It's completely counterintuitive because your, your, your brain's habits of, you know, but I've got to be here. I've got to do it perfectly. I've got to show up. The, the habit of thought in your brain will say, oh my God, I can't possibly do that. So the invitation is to say, let's break this old habit. Let's break that old, old paradigm and see what happens. You can always go back to working a 14-hour day if you want to. It's no skin off my nose, <laughs> except I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather you had the joy of being able to get as much done in a much shorter space of time because your brain is now really alert and well. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's your brain. You do what you like. <laughs> so here's how it works. You, you set aside a time and you make a conscious choice that that time is sacred. It is sacred resting time for you. Nobody's allowed to interrupt you. And that setting that up might in itself be something you need to take some action on make and do some work around. Um, you put a timer on your phone. One of the things that can happen is if we don't have something to, to, to say to us, this is the container of time. So decide what container of time you're going to use. I like to use half an hour. If this is new to you and half an hour seems like an impossibility, then go for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. If half an hour feels like, oh, that's not much, make it an hour. You get to design this the way you, you like. So decide what container of time you're going to make it. Then use a timer on your phone. And do not, <laughs> for pity's sake, do not make it some loud, rambunctious klaxon noise that's going to set off your startle response and flood your, brain, your whole body with adrenaline because that kind of defeats the purpose. It's going to take you a while to recover from that. So make it something gentle that you know is going to um, bring you back to, um, you know, that's going to make sure you know it's the end of that time. Let it be okay if you fall asleep. You can use this time for napping. Uh, you can use it to just sit quietly with your eyes closed. You can use it to eat lunch without interruption and not lunch at your desk. So please, for preference, if you can, do not do this while sitting at your desk. If you have to sit at your desk because of your work arrangements, close your computer. Shut it. Not You don't have to close it down completely, but just, you know, if you're working on a laptop, shut the lid. Um, like keep this stuff stuff simple. If you um, if you have if you're using your iPhone as your alarm as your wake up thingy, then put it on airplane mode, so that people can't call you, can't interrupt you, and you won't get dings and pings and what have you happening before the timer goes off. If you want to listen to music, that's fine. Um, do that. Don't use this time for listening to podcasts because that's a task. That's a learning process for your brain. That's work for your brain. 
the key here is that you want to give your brain as much slacking off time as you can manage. I like to read a novel because for me, reading a novel is like, especially if it's a novel I've read before, it's like revisiting familiar friends in a familiar environment, like rereading Pride and Prejudice. It means just going and hanging out with the Bennett family for a while. And that's totally relaxing for me. For someone who's not into literature or who's not into reading at all, that's going to be really hard work. That's going to be an unpleasant experience. It's going to feel like a task. So you get to fill that time with whatever you pleases you. The criteria must be that your brain finds it relaxing and only you know what that looks like because this is the whole point of being an empress. You're the empress of your brain. You know what she likes and what she doesn't like. You know what she what constitutes work and no trickery. <laughs> like no sneaking something in that really is work when you're kind of going, oh, I can just... I could just do this in this quiet half hour. I could get this task done that I haven't been able, I haven't had time to do. No, don't be doing that. <laughs> this is purely for resting. That's the only thing it's for. So I hope that was helpful. If you've got any questions, um, by all means, get in touch. You'll find my contact details in the show notes. If you try this and you are getting some confusion, um, if you're not yet in my Facebook group, which is called The Empress Hangout, then look me up on Facebook. You'll find the the Empress Hangout there um, and ask to join. And then feel free to ask the question and I can give you some specific one-on-one help with it in the, in the group. All righty, that's it from me today. And now, <laughs> now I'm going to spend half an hour eating sushi, which is my every so often treat that I get to do every couple of weeks. I'm eating sushi from my favorite sushi takeaway place, and I'm reading an, uh, an old favourite novel, which is a, a, one of the great British crime detective authors. Well, actually, she was a New Zealander, Nio Marsh. So that's me. <laughs> um, if you want to let me know how you're resting, I would love to hear it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this was useful or fun or interesting. If you'd like to get in touch with any questions or comments, you'll find all my contact details in the show notes. Love you lots. See you next time.